Welcome, Imaginators. Sit back, buckle in, and ignite your imagination. This is the Imaginate Series, Season 1, The Man with the Red Umbrella. I'm Joey Massio, the author and creator of Imaginate, and this is the final episode of the season. The resolution, the denouement, the wrap-up. Season 2 is scheduled to drop sometime in 2019. If you'd like to stay in the know, then please sign up for our mailing list at ImaginateSeries.com. Thank you to everyone who listened to Season 1. If you enjoy the season, share it with your friends. All 15 episodes are on iTunes and are ready for your friends and family to binge listen. Here's a recap of the last episode, Kaboom. Nate and his friends get trapped inside the abandoned oil factory as the rickety old machines are overheating. After several futile attempts to avoid getting exploded, Nate puts it together that the man with the red umbrella has orchestrated the whole situation. Nate outsmarts the man by reversing the teleporting feature on his umbrella, sending the man to who knows where. Nate and his friends all hide behind the red umbrella just as the whole factory explodes. And now, here's episode 15, What Happens Next. Silence. Deafening silence was all Nate could hear. A slight, cool breeze cut through the dense heat around him. Smoke and the scent of burnt oil filled his nose. A layer of ash and dust grit between his teeth. He couldn't see anything. That's because his eyes were closed tight. When he finally opened them, he counted. One. Two. Three. Three friends still alive. Alex was coughing from the looks of it, though Nate couldn't hear it. Thomas wiped his face, creating black streaks across his cheeks. Claire brushed her tangled hair out of her eyes. Nate lowered the umbrella. In front of him was the slain remains of the machinery. Pieces and parts littered the room. A small fire was here. A slightly larger fire was there. The glass that was once in the tall windows now covered the front parking lot. Nate could see it through a giant hole that had been blown through the front wall. The breeze that came in through it blew black billowing smoke out of a hole on the other side of the factory. Nate looked down at his feet. The place they stood was untouched. Just on either side of the umbrella, the floor was charred and covered in machine parts. A faint ringing started in Nate's ears. He began to hear Alex coughing, though it sounded like he was four playgrounds away. I think a bolt is stuck in my throat! Everyone all right? I'm good! Other than feeling like I was just inside of an explosion! Thomas surveyed the scene. 
How did that umbrella not shred into pieces? That's the way he made it. Claire looked at the gloves hanging out of Nate's pocket. Just like you made those. Oh no, she knows. Uh, Don't panic. Control the situation. What? No. I didn't make these. I... Nate fumbled with the gloves. Alex stepped in to help. He found them! Yeah, he found them. In the closet. Yeah. Yeah! Totally. (laughs) I know about what you can do, Nate. Their mouths all dropped. Nate turned to the other two. Alex held his hands up. We didn't tell her anything. No, 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 nothing at all. Claire raised an eyebrow at them. I overheard. Besides, you're all terrible liars. The three boys were speechless. That's okay. I hear terrible liars make wonderful friends. Through the new hole in the wall, they could see people gathering across the street, looking at the smoking factory. Most of them were on their phones, calling one authority or another. We should probably get out of here. Are we still on for shakes at your place, Claire? You bet. They headed out the hole in the backside of the factory. Nate threw the umbrella and gloves into the pile of rubble. Alex walked alongside Nate. Hey, where did that guy go? The man with the umbrella. Nate had been thinking about that, too. Well, he said he was going to send me to someplace safe. So, if he was telling the truth, he's someplace safe. If not, then whatever he was going to do to me happened to him. The ninjas crept up on the unsuspecting house on Cashew Avenue. The bright Saturday morning sun shone down on the neighborhood. But that didn't stop the ninjas going from shadow to shadow, undetected. Ladies watered their gardens, old guys mowed their lawns, and children played in the street. Nobody was expecting ninjas. Nobody but Nate. And Alex. And Thomas. And Claire. The four of them, expertly trained in martial arts, hid and waiting for the ninjas to attack. They had heard of the ninjas' plan to finish the job they started a month ago, to get revenge for their fallen, to steal to their heart's content, to destroy Connecto Treasure Island. The group of ninjas closed in on the front yard, hiding in the shadows of anything that had one. A bush, a parked car, a passing stroller. They waited for the sign to attack. And here it came. A jogger in purple and black spandex. Once the jogger passed the mailbox, they would attack. She passed Mrs. Robinson's lawn gnomes. The four got ready. She passed the van in the driveway. They took out their weapons. She passed the squeaky gate in the white picket fence. They held their breath. She passed the mailbox. Across the street, the man with the red umbrella watched as Nate, Alex, Thomas, and Claire jumped out from their hiding spots in Nate's front yard. Their sudden appearance frightened the jogger a little 
who did her best to act like she hadn't been scared at all. The man had a newfound respect for the kid. Nate outsmarted him at the factory, and the man was impressed. He was also surprised to find out being teleported stung just a little. When he magically appeared at his headquarters, without Nate and without his umbrella, he had to answer to his very unhappy boss. His boss was usually unhappy, but this was much, much worse. Luckily, Nate and his friends were smart enough to survive the explosion, or the man doubts he would have survived his boss's rage. The man's actions had been declared too much by most in his organization. They usually were, but this time he had gone too far. Nonsense. It was exactly what the kid needed. Besides, he's still alive, and now I know he's ready for what's next. The kids battled their invisible foes on the lawn, each holding a stick or a rope or something. For a moment, the man envied their innocence. An innocence he knew couldn't last much longer. There would be no more imaginary dangers. The dangers were about to become very real. The unexplained explosion at the factory was drawing attention from the wrong people. Those people. That marked the end for Nate. The end of make-believe. The end of playtime. The end of pretend. His boss had sent a team of operatives to investigate to see how much those people knew. At the moment, the man with the red umbrella was waiting for intel to come in and was getting impatient. He took the small, ripped piece of newspaper from his pocket and wrote on it. Anything? The words faded into the paper. A few moments later, new words surfaced. Our operatives are missing. The man wrote his response. The ink sank into the paper and traveled through the air to its recipient. At least, that's what the man always assumed happened. This method of communication was supposed to be more secure than any modern technology. He just thought it was silly and somewhat archaic. But it wasn't his imagination. It was his boss's. At the other end of the communication, the words the man wrote appeared in front of his boss's eyes in the corner of a newspaper, right next to the crossword puzzle. What do you think? Grumps looked up from his crossword and out the living room window at Nate and his friends playing in the front yard. He watched them carefully. Nate caught his eye through the window and waved. Grumps waved back at his grandson without a smile. Then, with solidarity, he wrote his response. They're coming for him. Voices for this episode were provided by the Dashingly Debonair, Bobby Massio, Michael Rosenbaum, and Dana Sobel. Imaginate theme music by a clone of Jeffrey Larson. Until next time, Imaginators. 
And remember, in order to follow your dreams, you need to start moving. <laughs>